Well, good morning. How are you guys all doing? So my name is uh, Jonathan Hernandez. I pastored a church in Scotts Bluff for around 10 years. And um, last year, our church was, uh, unfortunately, had to close down. And so then in March, I was uh, asked if I would come on as the youth pastor, next generation pastor, I guess is a new hip term, I guess people are using now. So the next generation pastor, me and my wife, Elsa, and then my son, Marcus, is leaving right now. And then <laughs> my daughter, Nicola, and then my son, Jonathan. And then we also have another daughter named Alyssa who's off at college at uh, UNK. And so that's kind of our, our family, our, our life right now. Uh, we serve in the Cornerstone Fellowship Church in Baird. And so let me go ahead and open in prayer and then we'll go ahead and jump into the message. So Father, I, I just thank you, Father God, this morning, Lord, as we, um, Lord, just open our hearts to you. Father God, as we walk through different journeys in life, Father God, as we um, go across and move into new places, Father God, I, I pray, Lord, that you just continue to show us, Father God, as this church is in a, in a season of transition, Father God, I pray, um, Lord, that your will be done. Father God, I pray that, Lord, as they um, have a pastor coming in to candidate, Father God, that you just continue just to speak to each and every one of the um, members of this church's hearts, Father God, and just continue to show them and lead them, Father God. So we just again thank you. We just pray this name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So this morning I wanted to talk about being near the water. Think about being, think about being near the water. What, what does water produce? Water produces a lot of life, right? If I have a plant, how many of you guys are good at, at gardening or taking care of plants? I'm not the best. <laughs> when, uh, when my pastor had uh, left the church to go pastor another church and I, I took over, he left a ton of plants. I successfully killed about 12 of them and kept two of them alive. <laughs> now my daughter has one of them. The other one died right before uh, the end of our pastor, being pastors there. But water produces a lot of life. Um, if you look at a stream, there's going to be animals that go to that stream to what? Sustain life, right? To get the water. Um, the same thing's for us. We need to stay close to Christ, right? Stay, stay close to a source, and that source is God. If you guys have your Bibles, we'll be in Exodus chapter 15 this morning. So Exodus chapter 15, verse 22. And it says, Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went into the desert of Sur. For three days they traveled in the desert without finding water. When they came to Marah, they, they could not drink its water because it was very bitter. That's why this place was called Marah. So the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What are we to drink? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood, and he threw it into the water. And the water became sweet. There the Lord made a decree and a law for them. And there he tested them. And he said, if you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord, your God, do, do what is right in his eyes. If you pay attention to his commands and keep all of his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Then they came to Elam, where they were, there were 12 streams and 70 palm trees, and they camped near the water. So this morning I want to compare our journey to the, the journey of the people of that time. C compare our journey, because our journeys are a little different too. 
Our journeys are difficult. Um, some of you guys, you're like, man, I've had a pretty easy journey. And praise the Lord for that, right? But I, I haven't had the, the easiest of journeys. Some of you guys are like, yeah, my journey has been tough. It's been hard. So let's look at a few stops along our way on the spiritual journey. And the first stop is the place of deliverance. And we see this in verse 22. It says, then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea. And we, and we know the whole story and the backstory to this. And, you know, it's interesting. This journey, when God's people are led out of bondage, this, this is what we're seeing. We see them, they were led out of this place of bondage. And how many of you guys were in that same place, a place of bondage before you came to Christ? I'd say we all were, right? For the, I, I know I was in a path that was leading straight, straight to hell, right? It wasn't, it wasn't the best place, right? And I just remember in that moment when God said, hey, Jonathan, wake up. Jonathan, you need, you need, you need to follow me. I, I'm calling you. I was sitting in the church I was dragged to church every week by my wife, you know, who was attending the church. I would attend, um, how many of you guys have heard the term CEOs? Christmas, Easter only. That was my attendance. Uh, so I called myself a CEO Christian. I attended Christmas, Easter, and that was about it. Uh, sometimes I'd attend during different things. If the Raiders were playing, I was at home watching the Raiders. I'm a Raiders fan. And so I know some of you guys are like, ah, now you can get out of the church because we're Bronco fans. <laughs> but if, if the games weren't on, I, I might attend. My uncle was a pastor in Crawford for many years, and if he was in town maybe preaching somewhere, I would attend that. But that was about it. And I, I remember just always feeling empty. You know, we talked a little bit about this during Bible said this morning, and chasing after things that didn't bring life, didn't bring fulfillment. But in those moments, I, I felt like they did. I was like, oh, this is great. This is fun. This is exciting. And ultimately, none of it ever led to anything more than just disappointment. Our journeys, just like the journey of these, of these people, there had to be a moment where, where things broke, where the bondage was removed, and that same thing happened to us when we accepted Christ the bondage, the, everything else was removed, right? He, he broke the bondage from us, and we were able to step into a new place. Each and every one of these people stepped into a new place and into a new season. And when we think about this, when we say deliverance or, or repentance, the story that's usually always told is the changing of direction, right? How many of you guys have heard this when you've talked about salvation? When you give your life to Christ, he... He takes you from the path that you're walking on, and he changes the direction and points you back into that narrow road, right? And this is a great, great illustration, because a lot of times we're, we're walking down this path that doesn't lead to life, and in that moment when he calls us, he grabs us and he changes our direction, and he places us back on this path. But I think it's a little bit more than that. Because how many times have you seen somebody get put back onto that path and instead of having life transformation, they have a couple seasons in the church and then they step out of the church. We've all seen that, right? And, and this is why. It's because their minds have not been transformed. In Romans 12, too, it says, Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of what? Our minds. 
And so for us to have that complete place of, of transformation, it comes down to us knowing Christ. Are we willing to be in the Word? Are we willing to submit ourselves completely to God? And that's where that transformation happens, is when we're in the Word and the washing of the Word is renewing our minds, that's where we find faith that we can stand on, because then we know Him. When I, when I have relationship, when I have an abiding relationship with Christ, it's an amazing thing. How many of you guys have ever had a season where things were just horrible? Everything was crashing down, right? Man, I, I, I just, I know for me, we just went through a season that was just like, what is going on, God? What, why is this happening? What, I don't even know what to do. And I'll tell you this. If I didn't have a faith that was strong to stand on, I could have easily slipped back into the world. That's why it's important that our minds be transformed. Because all of the world was saying, hey, John, come back and hang out with us. You tried that church thing. You tried pastoring. You know, you just weren't good enough. What, are, you know, the, what the world is speaking to you. But then I hear the voice of God. It comes down to, what are we listening to? In this journey that we're following, we go from a place of deliverance into a place of dryness. And this is that tough part. This is where we see people that come into the church for a few, for a, for a season, maybe not even a season, and then sometimes, unfortunately, for many times that they, they fall out. It says, they went to the desert of Sur, and for three days they traveled in the desert without finding water. How many of you guys enjoy drinking water? We should all, right? We all need it. I know my kids, they would rather not drink water. They'd rather have soda and everything else, all the sweets. We need, we need water. There are times in our walk with Christ where things seem like they're not refreshing anymore. The, they're, they're not very exciting. Maybe one of you guys are in that season right now where things just don't seem exciting. And you're like, why? When I came to Christ, things were great. Everything was fun. And now it's just stagnant. What do you guys think is missing? What is missing in your walk with Christ during this time? There was a study done by Barna. And it says the following terms were used in the survey by those being surveyed who confessed to be born-again Christians and this is describing themselves. There's 31% that said that they were stressed out. If I asked how many people in here are stressed out this morning, I would imagine a few hands are going to go up. 49% say they're just too busy to do anything. I'm pretty busy. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. We're all, we're all pretty busy, right? The next one, 50% said they needed new friends. How many of you guys need new friends? The sad part is that there's so many people that are in the church that are sitting in here and they're saying, I need new friends. And all you need to do is look across. Right? I hope that all of you guys know each other and all of you guys are, are close. But I, I, I know the the reality is there's somebody in here that is dying to have new friends and is just too afraid to look over and say, 
hey, can we have coffee? Can we have, go and have some soda? I like to play disc golf. Can we go play disc golf? Right? Just that simple thing. 11% in the church, and this is probably a little bit higher because these were from a few years ago. 11% are dealing with addictions. There's 11% of the church that's still dealing with addictions. And that's tough. The thing is, is none of us are willing to say, I deal with this. Pastor, I'm, I'm struggling with, with this. Who is it that you can go to today and say, you know what? I'm struggling with this and I don't want to anymore. I, I want to be free from this. 40% of the church is in debt. And we're like, yeah, well, we live in a society that, you know, everybody maxes out their credit cards. That's the thing to do, right? And it's not, right? We don't, we don't see that scripturally that says just go into debt and have tons of debt. Now, we can work out of this. And that's the same thing with having those friends, having godly friends that you can go to and say, hey, I have, I have so much debt, I don't know what to do. I'm not asking for you to pay off my debt. I'm not asking you to, to give me money. I'm asking for help. How can I get out of this? 90% of the church says that they're self-sufficient. I, I got everything I need, right? I can do it all. 48% are searching for a purpose. And I think we see this a lot in the church. What, what, is, what is my purpose on earth? And I'd say, well, first comes down to, do you have a relationship with Christ? Because when you have a relationship, you'll find your purpose, right? What is your purpose? Well, the first thing is, is relationship with God. That's, that's not easy, right? I don't want to say that's easy, but it, really, that's the easy first step. Submit yourselves to Christ. And then for each of you, you have a different gift. What is the gift that God has given you? Where has he, he blessed you? For a long time, I would have never said that I was called to be a pastor. I'm an introvert. I would love to just be at home by myself. I, I, I get nervous. I feel like I stutter at times. I don't want to be in front of people. And then God called me to be a pastor. And I'm like, you're crazy. Why would you do that? <laughs> I, I want to be, I love running a sound booth. Like, I don't have to, you know, I can, I can, in a sense, be in the back. My son does the same thing. Here's the sad part about this whole study. 55% of the people in the church say that they're, they're, they're skeptical if it's even real. So you have 55, that's over half of the church that is sitting in the pews and are saying, what? I don't even know if this is real. I, I just come to make it look good. I, I clock in. <laughs> like, like I, I don't understand. Like, I know for me, I came because my wife wanted me there. My uncle was a pastor. I came because he would call and say, hey, when was the last time you were in church? So I would attend church out of those reasons. So, yeah, I was exactly one of those 55% that just sat in the church to please other people and not because I wanted to have a relationship with God. I would wait until the worship was over and then the 
hopefully the pastor's message wasn't very long. And if any of you guys knew Mariano Menendez, his messages were very long. <laughs> but we need to take note of these things. If any of those things were, were something that struck a chord with you, ask the Holy Spirit, reveal to me. Am I in doubt? Do I, do I doubt the truth of the scriptures? Ask him to reveal those things to you. Ask him to open up the scriptures again. Are you stressed out? What, what, what are you doing that's just too much? Because stress and busyness can really go hand in hand. Maybe there's something that you need to drop. Think of the, of the Israelites as they were leaving captivity and being in bondage. There was, they were busy, right? They were always working and always doing things. And I would imagine they were probably stressed out. There was probably, they had to have things done in a certain manner in certain places, and they were just stressed out. They dropped a lot of that the moment that they walked through that, through that dry ground. God delivers us. Not, not for us to stay in this stuff. Right? God, God didn't deliver us to stay stressed out. Because I, I shouldn't just have my stress from being an unbeliever switch to stress of being a believer. Like That's, that's not the yoke that he, he gives us. The next place that we walk into, and I, and I know for my journey, is a place of disappointment. They get taken out of captivity, right? They, they step forward. And then in verse 23 and 24, it says, Then they came to Mara. They could not drink its water because it was bitter. They get delivered, and then they go to a place that they can't even drink the water. And I wonder how many of them are sitting there thinking, what is going on? I was delivered out of this place, and now I'm stuck in a place that I can't even get refreshing. It says they walked in the desert for three days without water. They see this water. I, I imagine every single one of them ran to that, to that pond or that stream, right, and said, I finally got something. To put their hands and cup the water and to put it in their mouths and go, Oh, that's not good. That, that's not what I needed. Disappointment. Every single one of you have been disappointed. Every single one of us have had many, maybe many disappointments in life. I remember hearing this story. <laughs> and... It was the end of the school year, and the kindergarten teacher was receiving gifts from, her, from all of her students. Any of you guys teachers in here? Uh, maybe you guys have given your, your teacher a present. The florist's son handed her a gift. Now she, she shook it. She held it over her head, and she says, I bet I know what this is. She goes, it's some flowers. And the little boy goes, Wow, how did you know? Well, it's pretty obvious to us, right? Her, his dad is a florist, so we would imagine that's probably what it is. The next one comes up, and it's a sweet shop. Um, the, the daughter of a person that owns the, the, the sweets. And the teacher holds the gift over her head. She shakes it, and she says, I bet I can guess what this is. It's a box of candy. The little girl goes, wow, how would you know that? 
She goes, oh, it's just a wild guess. The next gift was the son of a, a liquor store. So she holds it over her head. She shakes it, right? All the same things. And a little leaks out. So she takes it. She tastes it. And she goes, oh, it's wine. And the little boy starts laughing really bad. And she goes, okay, well, maybe it's not. Let me, let me do that again. Oh, it's champagne. The little boy starts laughing even harder. And she goes, okay, I give up. What is it? He goes, oh, it's a puppy. So you know what she was drinking. We're disappointed at times, right? There's times that we get disappointed. We, we get deceived. They were walking for three days without water. And when they finally found some, it was bitter. It, it wasn't what they wanted. They were incredibly disappointed. How many of you guys have searched and searched for something from God, only to be a little disappointed with the results? You, you've been searching. You've been trying to find something. You, you think you finally found love, and it falls apart. It wasn't, wasn't what it was supposed to be. Maybe your answer to prayer has been delayed. That one's a tough one. Been praying and praying, and, and you're like, God, where are you? Where are you in this? You finally find that job, and, it, and it's that dream job, right? It's the one that you've always wanted, the one that's going to help set your family up for the future, and it doesn't work out. And now you're back at ground zero, and you're like, God, what, what is going on here? Maybe it's, you, you hear in the church all the time, if, if you tithe, God will bless you. And, and so you're like, okay, I, I'm going to give into this, and I'm going to do it. I remember when I started going to church, I was like, here's five bucks. <laughs> this, is, this is my tithe. And, the, and then it went to $20. And, and I was like, well, that has to be enough, right? Because the world's telling me the pastor just wants the money. And then you read scripture and you find out, hey, this is something that, that we do in worship of Christ, right? And so you tithe. And it still doesn't seem like the money's enough. And you're wondering... God, what's going on? You get involved in ministry and you don't see the results that you want. Things are moving spiritually, or they're not moving spiritually like you would want them. I think we've all been in a season where it's been dry. It's been hard. It's been disappointment. How do we move forward in those areas? Our next stop is a place of direction. We see this in verse 25 and 26, and it says, Then Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. And he threw it into the water, and the water became sweet. There the Lord made a decree and a law for them. And there he tested them, and he said, listen to this. He says, If you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all of his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. God gave them direction. 
They were searching for it, right? They, they went from a place of, of being delivered into a place of that, oh, this is a little dry. We don't know what's going on. We can't find the water. We're thirsty. And then they're disappointed because they find the water. And it, it's not going to bring them what they need. And so then God gives them the, the direction that they, that they need. God has some very specific instructions for these people and for their leadership team. What is he speaking? Some of these instructions maybe were a little bit strange. Moses obeyed, and God brought about the supernatural. Moses could have easily said, well, you you know, we're at the water. Like, you made it sweet now, now we can drink. Let's just hang out here. Let's just stay in because we're comfortable. Some of these instructions were strange. Some of the instructions that the Holy Spirit is is placing in your heart may be a bit strange. But that's the importance of relationship with God. When I'm in relationship with God, I hear his voice, right? It says that the the sheep know him, right? Are, Are we part of his flock? Are we part of the kingdom? Because when we are and he speaks, we hear. And not only do we hear, but we listen and we obey. Are you struggling with direction or a command that God has given you today? Maybe God has spoken something over you. And you're like, well, that's strange. That's a little odd. God's leading. Maybe he's saying, you know what? Like it was for me. I gave 20 bucks a week in the offering. That was good, right? And then his leading said, no, that's not right. That's not given with a joyful heart either. That was given out of, oh, here's 20 bucks. Don't, don't waste it on something that you shouldn't, Pastor. Like, guys, I wasn't a believer going to church. I didn't know any of this stuff. Maybe God's telling you to give a certain amount today. Maybe he said, you know what? God, you know what? God, I've blessed you. Maybe God's saying, but this is what I've called you to do. Be obedient. Maybe he's called you to witness to an individual. When I first was starting to get into leadership in the church, there was a guy sitting in the corner. I've, I've known this guy. I've known his family my whole life. And then I hear this thing in my, in my spirit. God tells me, go pray for him. His mom's going through a hard season. I'm like, that's weird. Uh, I don't hear these type of things. Like, what, what's, why would I do this? I was bold enough to go speak to him. Tell him, hey, I... I feel like God's saying that your mom's going through a tough season right now, and I just, I just need to pray for you and pray for her. Finds out his mom's going through cancer. I, I've known them my whole life. Like, we weren't close, but I've known him. I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. Be obedient when the Holy Spirit leads you to go speak to someone because you don't know what they're struggling with. Maybe God is calling you to pursue his call. What does that look like? Maybe God's calling you to step into some type of ministry. It's scary. <laughs> I guarantee I tell you that. Man, it, it's scary because we don't know. I'm a person that wants to know what's going to happen, right? I don't know if anybody's like that. Like, if I, if I go somewhere, I want to know what's going to happen. I, I need to know what, what, what things look like. Ministry's not that way. We move by his calling. We move, we move by his voice by his leading. The other thing is, 
we can be led by his word. Are you in his word today? And if you're not, why not? My excuse was, well, you know what? I grew up with, with dyslexia. I can't read. That, that's my excuse. And guess what? It's tough. There's times I sit up here and I look at the sermon and the letters, the words all fly off the page and I'm, I don't know what to do, right? But God didn't say, follow me because it's going to be easy. It, 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 your, your dyslexia is going to go away, right? Now it's not as bad as it was once, right? Follow me because it's going to be worth it. His disciples followed Christ. Why? Not because they're going to get anything out of it, right? But because they heard the call and they stepped forward. Is God calling you this morning? It doesn't mean that it's in front of the, the church as, as a pastor or a worship team leader or anything, a deacon. Maybe he's calling you just to shovel the sidewalks, right? We don't look at those things as ministry sometimes. But I guarantee you the people that are walking on those, on those sidewalks when it's slick out and, and all the snow's gone, all the, all the ice is gone, they see that. These first four stops in our journey can be quite challenging, can be tough. They're difficult. Sometimes they're not always the life experiences that we want. But if you are faithful, if you are obedient, we can experience this last stop on the journey. The place of the dynamic. And we see this in verse 27. Then they came to Elam, where there were 12 springs, 70 palm trees, and they camped near the water. They went from having absolutely nothing, right? Wishing that they could just have a little bit of water on their lips to seeing just springs overflowing. Seeing palm trees for them to sit and be under the shade. I don't know how many of you guys have ever worked outside where there's no shelter or anything. That's sun. Like, the Nebraska sun's pretty bad, but I imagine other places it's even worse. They seen the palm trees. I wonder if they thought, is this real? This, this can't be real. Not only that, but they camped near the water. I encourage you that this morning, you camp near Christ. That it's not just a place where you stay for a season, but it's a place where you plant your roots. And not only do you plant your roots, but you allow them to go deep. Go deep in Christ this year. We, we got only a few year, uh, weeks left of, of 2023, right? And then we're going to jump into 2024. What is it going to look like if you say, you know what? I'm going to read the Bible more than I've ever read it before. Maybe God's calling you to lead a Bible study. That's a little scary, right? Maybe, maybe God's calling you to step out somewhere else. What does that look like for you? Be obedient. Be faithful. 
the, the Lord had a beautiful place in store for them. He has a beautiful place for each and every one of you. He has a beautiful place for this church to be a lighthouse in this community. But it's going to come through people saying, you know what, I'm not going to just sit back and be comfortable in the desert, right? It's going to be people that are willing to, to walk through this journey and say, you know what, I'm stepping out. I'm ready. The Lord has a place of refreshing. These are my prayers this morning. If there's somebody here, maybe there's somebody that's going to watch this later on, that says, you know what, I'm dry. I, 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 I'm struggling. I pray that this morning that God will refresh you in such a way that you've never experienced before. That the Bible just opens up in a new way. That the moment that it opens up, the Holy Spirit just leads you like you've never experienced before. Maybe some of you guys are just so stressed out. You're like, man, this guy needs to hurry up. You know, I need to get somewhere. I, I, need, I need to go somewhere. And I, and I pray that just this, this next few weeks will be a place that you can just relax. And I know that this season is always seem like it's always on the go. You're always going from one thing to the next, and you got, like, next week I have so many, uh, pl- uh, what do you call them, plays and concerts, and, and I don't even know, and then on top of work, and I'm like, I can get stressed out. But just take a moment and relax. For me, I, I love to just put on a little bit of worship music and just everything else go away, right? And just say, God, I'm struggling. I'm stressed. I'm worried. Uh, I have, my anxiety is, is just reaching top level. Just comfort me. Just soak in his presence, right? That's, we, we don't want to leave that place. Man, they did such a good job in worship this morning. I was like, man, this could just go on the whole time. I don't even need to preach. I'm, I'm comfortable just sitting here and listening to this. There's places of refuge. Maybe you're just at the end of it all. You're like, I'm done with everything. Just take refuge in him. Just allow his word just to overflow. I don't know what that looks like. For some, it's different things. I'd encourage you just get the audio Bible and just plug that in. Just, sit, just go on a walk. Man, there's some beautiful parks in town. Just, just walk through the park, listen to his word, and just say, God, show me something new. Show me, show me something new this morning. You guys need to, re- you guys need to have rest. This year, may, I don't know what it's done for you guys. Last year ended super crazy for us. Then we were displaced, it seemed like. We had no church at the beginning of the year. We didn't know what God was doing. We didn't know what was happening. And I was just like, man, God, there's just too much. And he told me, just rest. Just, just rest. Like, you, you've been going at it for so long. Just take a moment and rest. And I, I, don't, I don't like that. I hate taking naps. I don't want to do any of that stuff. I just want to go, 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 it seems like sometimes. And then sometimes it's just, it's just crazy. Where are you at in your spiritual journey this morning? Where are you at on that map? Do you need deliverance from sin this morning? Because I guarantee you this, like if you say, you know what, this morning I'm struggling with this. The church isn't going to look at you and say, oh, look at that guy, he's struggling with that. No, they're going to say, hey, let's pray for this. Let's pray for this person. Let's, let's help them walk out of this. Are things dry in your walk this morning? Guys, that's okay to say I'm dry. 
I w- I've gone through that season. I needed my, my, f- my friends to, s- to lift me up in that season. My wife to be at my side and say, John, you're okay. We're, we're going to be okay. It may look like chaos. It may look like everything's just crazy, but it's okay. Just take that moment. Are you disappointed with your circumstances? I was pretty disappointed this beginning of this year. My circumstances weren't what I wanted. It wasn't what I dreamed of. But I knew I had Christ. I knew I had a faith that wasn't going to be shaken. Did you receive direction from him this morning? Maybe you received it even before then. Listen to him. And then take that next step. God has a place that's going to be dynamic. And I believe that God has this church in a place, and it's going to step into this next season, and it's going to be a place of just dynamic ministry. It's going to be a place that just, you guys are going to see so many amazing things happen. But it's going to come when the church as a, as a whole comes together and says, you know what? Yeah, it, it, we're in a season of transition. That's okay. But man, we're, we're preparing. We're not just sitting back, but we're going forward. And so as, as, I, as I close in prayer, I encourage you guys, if you guys need to respond to this, the altars are open. Don't, don't just stay there. Move forward, come and respond. I'd love to pray with anybody. If, and if uh, like some of the deacons want to come up and be able to pray with people too, if, you, if, if we need to, that's great. Um, but just chew on this. Chew on this message. Say, okay, where am I at? How do I respond? And how can I help? So, Father, I, I pray that this morning, Lord, you know where each and every person here in this church is, is at. Father God, you, you know how and, Lord, why they need to respond. Father, I pray for the one this morning that may just be saying, you know what, I'm, I'm dealing with some, with some sin, some hidden sin in my life. I, I don't want to reveal it because I'm afraid of the consequences. Lord, but we need to say, you know what? It's not about the consequences. It's, it's about stepping into freedom. And Lord, I pray that this morning, Lord, that you just completely set them free. Lord, from whatever they're struggling with, whatever they've been holding on to, Lord, whatever they're, they're, they're trying not to let other people see, Father, I pray that right now, Lord, that they're just delivered. Father God, as they say, you know what? You know what, God, I'm struggling with this, and I'm handling that over to you completely. Lord, I thank you, Lord, as you just remove that from them this morning. Father God, I, I pray for the one that may be feeling dry. Lord, the one that, that they don't know what's looks, what things look like. Father God, I pray that you just, Lord, just refresh them in such a way this morning. Father God, I pray that the waters, Father God, just overflow them, Father God, and they just feel, Lord, that refreshment, Lord, of, of you this morning, Father God. And I thank you for that, Lord. I, I, Lord, I pray for the one that may be disappointed. Lord, we've all gone through seasons like that, Father God, and I pray that, Lord, in this season, Lord, I thank you, Lord, because they still have your joy in them. Lord, joy is something that nobody can take away. Nothing can take away, Father God. I'm not talking about happiness that, that is a feeling that can be taken away, Father God, but joy is something that you've given us, Lord, that lasts. And so, Father, I thank you for that. Lord, give them, Lord, everything that they need in this season, Father God. I show them, Lord, that open door that you've opened for them. Lord, I thank you for that direction that you give them. Lord, there's, there's direction that needs to happen, Father God, and I pray that, Lord, in this season, Father God, that they see those directions, Father, and I thank you for that, Lord. And I'm thankful for that place, Lord, that it's so dynamic. 
Lord, I pray for this church, Father God, over these next few months. Father God, the, 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 they have a, somebody candidating next month. Father God, I pray that, Lord, the doors are just open. Father God, you just speak to them into their hearts, Father God. And I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I, as, Lord, this church is, is a special place here in this community, Father God. Lord, I, I pray for the ones that are lost, that are, are just, Lord, just waiting for someone to say, hey, God gave me a word for you. Just that invite. Father God, and I thank you for that, Lord, because people here are, are willing to step out and say, hey, we have an amazing place if you want to come and worship with us. Lord, and I just thank you. I thank you for this season, Lord, that's going to be refreshing. Lord, that's going to be overflowing. And we just pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.